Welcome to the Office Flip Flops Podcast. My name is Francesca Zampaglione, and I am a CPA turned stylist, confidence builder, resilience connoisseur, and my love for coffee exceeds my love for high heels. Each week, you'll hear tips about how others confidently present themselves. This podcast is going to be your superpower for your life and career success. Let's dive in. Hey everybody, it's Francesca. Welcome to my next episode of Office Flip Flops. So my next guest is a really good friend of mine and a former coworker. And I have to tell you, I always learned so much about her leadership style, and I'm so happy that we can share some of her tips in this episode. It's critical information, very timely information, because she brings up having difficult conversations with staff about returning to the office, the anxiety, and addressing these types of conversations. So let's take a listen. Hey, hey, Heidi, you guys are in for such a treat. I have a good friend of mine named Heidi Turley. Heidi, please introduce yourself to the audience. Good morning, Francesca. It is so good to see you. I am Heidi Turley. Um, I am a CPA. My current role is Vice President of Finance at a company called ASTM International, where I have oversight of our financial team, our HR department, and our facilities. So uh, ASTM is a fantastic organization. It's a not-for-profit. We develop standards across um, over 100 different industries, and our tagline is helping our world succeed. And um, I'm all about that. Great company. You are all about that. For all of you um, listening, Heidi and I worked together. It was probably um, the most fun I've ever had working in the corporate environment. And when she left before I did, it was I lost a piece of me. So the great news is we still keep in touch, and we have these amazing conversations. And in fact, we had a conversation last week and I'm like, hey, do you wanna be on my podcast? Cause you have so much to offer, um, which is why I have her here today. And Heidi, you, you just articulated such a great story. Um, so yes, it's not just your organization helping people, you help people. So let's talk about that. Let's unpack that conversation. Um, you had some great leadership tips. Do you remember that, right? Yeah, I do. So, um, you know, it's interesting times that we're in right now with the remote work happening and remote work happening for such an extended period. Nobody expected that. Right. So one of the things that we're seeing uh, with leaders is that you need to redefine your management skills. What worked in person may or may not be working uh, in this remote world. Uh, You need to be more intentional. You have to have more outreach and you need to have some different skills. So over at ASTM, uh, we had um, a series of conversations with our staff to find out what was working well for them and what wasn't working well for them. And they talked about some of their challenges with managing time, managing expectations, having those conversations. I know for myself in particular, I employ a technique called walk around management. You know, I like to just walk around and touch base with everybody and see how they're doing. And you can pick up on their feel by just that short interaction Uh, noticing they're nonverbal. And in this virtual world, that doesn't happen. So we knew that we needed to talk to our our leadership team about that to get them um, to start thinking about what they need to be doing differently. And to get our leadership team energized about it, I, I told a story that's very dear to me. So my dad 
um, is a handy type of guy. He bought a house after uh, up in Wilkesbury after the flood, and he did all the repair work. So he can do electrical, he can do plumbing, he can do drywall, you name it, dad can do it. So as I became an adult and I got my own house, which mm -hmm. needed some repairs, I would always call dad and say, dad, can you come help me? So I noticed that dad would say, well, what project are we doing? And I would tell him we're doing plumbing. And he would bring all of these tools. And he had a bunch of different tools <laughs> yeah. for that project. And I remember asking him once, I said, dad, why do you bring so many tools? And he said, well, hides, because he calls me hides, because I've learned <laughs> over the years that having the right tool makes the project that much easier. I thought, you know what? Those are good words and they're applicable to a lot of things. And they're also applicable to your leadership skills. So this is a time right now where a lot of leaders are having difficult conversations with their staff about how they're feeling, what anxiety they're uh, encountering as part of the return to the workforce. Just a, a lot more difficult conversations happening and people need to be prepared. You need to have tools in your toolbox to handle those conversations. Right now at ASTM, we're talking about vaccination policies. It's a, it's a hard topic, you know, it's a very, um, very passionate topic for many. Uh, sure. They feel, you know, broad spectrum of, of people's beliefs about it. Mm -hmm. Leaders need to have tools in their toolbox as to how to handle those difficult conversations. So as a leader, you need to continue to work on yourself to, uh, take some training programs, uh, get some coaching, talk to your HR department, whoever your peers, whoever it is, so that when somebody hits you unexpectedly and says, hey, can we talk? And they present you with a difficult situation, you're ready to go. You've got that special tool for that special conversation and you can handle it um, authentically. Um, you can have uh, the difficult conversation if it's needed, right? Nobody really likes those difficult conversations, but they're gonna present themselves. So that's where I'm at. You've got to continue to keep working on yourself, um, do your readings, do your trainings, whatever is necessary to always have good tools in your toolbox so you can be the best leader possible. Oh, so well said. Thank you so much because you did completely bring back the conversation that we had last week. And I am so happy because everyone needs to hear this. It's all about, yes, we need to work on ourselves so that we can help others through this um, anxiety-driven time. There's a lot changing again, right? So um, I so appreciate you putting it together, especially with a personal story. So um, great, great tips. And thank you, Mr. Turley, for <laughs> having <laughs> such a great story. You know, we need to have these tools in our toolbox. I would have never thought about it, but so appropriate to what we're doing today. So um, I didn't prepare you for this question. Um, okay. So it's kind of like personal, but I think you'll get it. So, cause you know, we talk about clothes and how they make us feel and, and confidence and all of that. And you and I, um, we had some fun back in the day when we used to go shopping together and I'd be like, Oh, just try this on Heidi. It'll, it'll be for you. And then I certainly saw you wear it, but of all the things you've ever owned, um, what, what is the one piece of clothing or accessory that's your favorite? of all time, and how does it make you feel? So it's a Doncaster jacket <gasps> that I got probably 20 years ago that is actually still in my closet. And I, it's my go-to piece when I have a meeting where I'm feeling maybe a little bit uh, less certain 
about mm. my presentation abilities, either because of the audience or the topic or whatever it might be, but I just want to show up and feel confident in how I look, which then enables me to be more confident in how I speak and how I present. So it's a jacket that happily over 20 years still fits. So yay me, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And I know I look good in it. It's just a classic piece. And um, I'm so grateful for it. I, I still remember going to my friend's house because she sold Doncaster out of her house. Mm-hmm. It was uh, quite an expensive piece, but um, I made the investment in it. I'm very glad that I did. And I like to have more than one Doncaster jacket in my closet. Not necessarily Doncaster because you know that line's not there anymore, but right. those go-to pieces can really just again, boost your confidence. Remember back way, way when, when uh, Saturday Night Live had that comedian that used to say, it's better to look good than to feel good. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember right. him? Who was that? Um, I don't remember. It wasn't Mike Myers, was it? I don't remember. No, it was uh, somebody classic, but he used to, oh, darling, it's always better to look good than to feel good, right? <laughs> and there's something to be said about that. You know, I think it was Beyonce came out recently, um, or, or uh, somebody, some big high profile person, they said, how do you feel when you're, you know, how do you get through things when you're not feeling good? She said, well, I just, I just fake it, right? And so it's better to feel, look good than to feel good. And, and sometimes that's true. When you've got that boost of looking good, then you start feeling good. That's right. And I know exactly the jacket that you're talking about. You do look great in it. I do recall you wearing that particular piece when we had to present certain information to our boards and you always excelling. So um, thank you for sharing that story because I really do believe we need pieces in our closet, which is why I asked this question and you get the gold star because you answered it so well. (laughs) So thank you. Yeah, and so funny, I was able to hone in on that piece. I knew exactly what you meant. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So Heidi, you're just, you're such a great resource of information. If if, um, anyone listening wanted to reach out to you and talk to you a little bit, what's the best place, where's the best place that um, they can reach you? Yeah, they can reach me directly through LinkedIn. So just go ahead and look me up on my profile, send me a message there, and I will be happy to respond. Awesome. I will be, um, I'll be putting that contact information in the show notes for sure. And um, I can't thank you enough for your time today. You have so many great tips and um, I appreciate you, Heidi. You're just so awesome. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you too, Francesca. It's great to see you. (laughs) All right. Have a great day. Thanks. Wasn't that interview great? Heidi is always so articulate and professional, and I always enjoyed my time with her. So here are my three takeaways from this episode. Number one, remote work has changed all things leadership. What worked in person may or may not work in the remote world. Managers should therefore be more intentional with their leadership approach and take classes and courses as they see fit. Number two, when it comes to home repairs, having the right tool makes the project that much easier. This too applies to leadership skills and leaders should prepare as much as they can to have difficult conversations about anxiety-driven topics like returning back to the office and vaccination policy. And number three, just like Heidi, you should have that piece in your closet, that piece that when you put it on, you, it helps you show up and feel confident and everybody knows your boss. Thank you. Until next time. 
And that's our show. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed it, please take a second right now and subscribe and share this with your friends too. And while you're there, leave a review with your biggest takeaway today. We come out with a new episode every Monday morning and you don't want to miss it. Okay, my friends, embrace your superpower and wrap yourself in something that shows your confidence. I'll see you next time.